Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe together with Guinness. Coming up on today's show, we have a chat with Leinster, Ireland and Lions prop Jack McGrath, who'll be joining us on the couch later on. We look ahead to the return of the Champions Cup. We announce our Guinness Made of More Player of the Weekend. Uh, we will answer a lot of your Twitter questions. But first of all, we're going to start with Munster getting the job done out west. Uh, Munster went top of the Guinness Pro 14 Conference A table after beating Connacht 31-24 over in Galway. Uh, Trimby, when you watch Connacht versus Galway versus Munster, where does your allegiance lie as an Ulster player or Ulster fan? Fairly neutral. Mm -hmm. Just um, leaning. I'd be, I'd be Connacht leaning. Oh, really? But uh, like, I mean, it's marginal. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? I suppose it's just a little bit of an underdog slightly underdog yeah I, mm. I'd say there's nothing more to it than that okay um, yeah but again fairly neutral not, mm. not really that bothered if I'm honest okay um, very good game though game. wasn't it it was a brilliant game yeah way better the game than the Ulster Leinster game yep very competitive obviously yeah. I was excited when I saw two, uh, the two teams that were picked um, uh, they both are obviously neck and neck in the league table so they both wanted to win it yeah um, and uh, for, from, a, from a monster point of view, I know we talked about this in the past, but last week they would have been obviously that Leinster monster. It's it's never not going to have what it had that kind of level of intensity and competitiveness. But this game is arguably more important to Munster just mm. because Connor are right behind them, right at their heels. Yeah, so, I, think, and I think you could tell by the way they played. Yeah, there is a little bit of niggle there between the two of them as well. I think there's a. Uh, over the last few years, there's there's been uh, you know Connacht when they got that win down in Tone Park a few years ago. It's always still a little bit uh, I think Munster a bit sour over that. Mm. So they uh, they went out uh, to win it, and I for one was very impressed at how Munster played. I think they've for me have finally gotten a very solid game plan, which I haven't seen all season. When we interviewed Raj here, or when I interviewed Raj here, we gave you a break that day. Raj's words were uh, I was standing over there <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were nervous to let the two of us out for some reason it was terrifying uh, Raj's words were that day that he said Munster can't and shouldn't try and be Leinster they have to try and be Munster and find their own uh, style of play their own uh, identity which stuck me, with me a lot, uh, over the last few months I've been trying to kind of understand what exactly he was talking about and when I looked at Munster's games over the last five months they've struggled to uh, put together performance after performance that looked like the same uh, game plan if you know what I mean like they went out and played against like Edinburgh Dragons uh, Ospreys and Ulster in the season put 50 points on and played a very uh, kind of expansive game and they had a few games in the Champions Cup like the two games against Cast the the Exeter game where they were quite conservative and uh, play a lot of kicking game and they, they didn't seem to have the balance of playing you know an expansive game and so I was kind of unsure where they were the two Leinster matches they've played were a little bit unusual with all the disciplinary action in mm. them so for this one uh I just felt they they finally got into a stride. Uh, the stride being their defensive line speed, their attitude and defense is probably the foundation of everything. Their line speed is incredible. They just I think their attitude is get up off the line as fast as you can, 
put the opposition's skill set under so much pressure that they chicken shit out from getting the ball from one side of the field to the other and they cut back inside which you've got a wall on the inside and you're gobbling players up and you've got the likes of Byrne and O'Mahony there to turn over the ball which they're obviously doing uh, a lot um, and that's that's more impressive considering the way Connacht like to play and how Connacht are usually are, have been very effective at doing that mm-hmm. not quite the way they were a couple of years ago when they won the league but they're still very good at going out the back and then linking well to backs and, and getting space on the edge so Munster did really well in that yeah. respect yeah I think they did I mean Connacht probably got around them a few times in the in the latter parts of the game which uh, shows that there are holes in that strategy if you don't have everyone buying into it uh, and if you if you want even one player switches off with that defensive line it can cause a, a chink in your armory um, but attacking wise for Munster then they've they've seemed to have really honed in on that line out and mall option they had I think they'd a flawless line out bar one which kind of was a little bit messy um, but every other line out they either came down off the top, off the top, and went to Farrell up the middle, or or uh, Goggin up the middle. They mauled very, very well. Scored tries off it. Um, they scrummed very well. Scored a try off <coughs> off, uh, off a scrum close to to the line. Um, they kicked exceptionally well. They put Connacht under a lot of pressure with low drill kicks into the corners. Kept drilling Connacht back. And that was one of the most significant, <coughs> wasn't it? Um, kind of contributions that uh, Carberry's made. Mm-hmm. That, like I suppose in the last five, six weeks, you've seen more and more of it, just that game management, that kind of maturity. And you could see he was just, he's really finding his feet now, he's finding his role. He's got that X factor, but he's also able to put the ball in behind and put teams under defence and turn um, turn wingers um, and make it very uncomfortable mm-hmm. to play against Munster. And as you say, and as Rog says, that's your classic feeling when you're playing against Munster. You you'll be uncomfortable. You'll be under pressure. You'll be getting a lot of heat in defence. Your scrum will be under pressure. Your line up be under pressure. Uh, and yeah, I think all of them can, are contributing massively. I think O'Mahony's driving the pack and Carberry's driving the backs. And the two of them had massive games. I thought they did. I was delighted to see Peter <coughs> O'Mahony's name on the team sheet. Um, he's a big game player, isn't he? Isn't he? He's just he's. He's, I think he's having the season of his life at this point. He's, yeah. I heard during the preseason that he had a huge preseason. His fitness was better than ever, and uh, he was working very hard. And it's just shown in every game that he's played. He has massive moments uh, throughout now in, in every part aspect of the game. And three turnovers, or three turnovers again at the weekend, and a couple of lineout steals as well. Which, as you said, they put they pin them in the corner. Like Earls, he had a few kicks. Conway. Carberry, Murray, where they're pinned Connacht in the corner and then getting up with three or four jumpers in the lineup and putting them under serious pressure and that is the monster style of play now. And yeah. it's it's really and but then they, they also had the ability to to mix it up. They scored some brilliant tries. That uh was it Goggins' second try. Um they had a mall in their own twenty in their their own twenty two, defensive mall. Uh they had a little dart down the blind. Earlsey had a switch, and then Earlsey had a, a second switch a few phases later. Um, switches, are they overrated? <laughs> Under Underrated, rather? <laughs> are they? Are we going to have a, a blanket um, policy on switches, which is, in our opinion, are underrated? Yeah, we think they are. <laughs> Change of direction. Whoa! Joey. Whoa! No. He was going that way. <laughs> and then and now he's going oh, this geez. way. They're ne- they're not done as much <laughs> as they should, and there was two done in that move, and they completely uh, fooled 
Connacht. Yeah. Well, especially against the hard line speed. Yeah. I mean, you're getting a lot of... Uh, whenever uh, there's a bit of deception, a bit of change, um, last second at the line, it's very difficult to cope with. Hmm. Um, Done well. If a 10 can yeah. bring it to the line, step really hard, drag someone out of, out of position, and then the, the whoever is switching with him... So obviously does something similar going the opposite direction and yeah, especially uh, if it's someone like as you say a ten like like Carberry mm. where he is a genuine threat. He will beat his um, the guy defending him. He will beat him on the outside mm-hmm. if he doesn't overchase. So he needs to be a genuine threat to create that space on the inside mm-hmm. to drop someone into. Connor were f- fairly handy as well. Connor been really unlucky this um, Interpro kind of. Um, the last three weeks, they could have won three from three. Mm-hmm. Easily yeah, could have won three have. from three. They should have won that. De- he definitely should have won the RDS, mm-hmm. and they could have easily won the other night as well. Yeah, I thought Tom Farrell obviously was was uh, the standout player for them. Um, one try, one assist, three big line breaks, offloads, hundred and two meters made, <coughs> uh, fourteen carries in the game as well. Uh, we have a clip of him scoring that try when he ripped the ball from Arno Botha that we're going to play for you now. Oh, Botha's been ripped away, goes foul. He's going to make it all the way. Thomas Farrell's coming at the opening score for Connacht and an absolutely nothing. As good as an intercept. That was a gift. So that was, uh, yeah, Tom Farrell ripping the ball out of Arno Botha's hands uh, and run the length of the field for a try. Yeah, he disguised, he disguised the ball. Earlsey, I think, ran right past him. Yeah, didn't look like he had the ball. Yeah. Earlsey was like looking the other way, Ron. <laughs> and he, obviously, he's the one fella who would catch him. Yeah, Not yeah, the one yeah. fella, but he would definitely catch him, you would yeah. have thought. Had a good go with it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he was brilliant, Tom Farrell. Um, <clears throat> he he was the one player that was making it difficult for, for Munster to... to uh, use that line speed and, and, and cut off that wide pass he was seemed to be able to, to get around it uh, made a good few breaks and he just yeah he's very kind of confident and uh, he's flying at the minute yeah, yeah up until now well his game's been largely kind of around that physical kind of dimension to his game mm-hmm. just getting over the gain line getting offloads um, and I'm sure he's been doing it a little bit, but he, he's got a real bit of footwork as well. Mm-hmm. Um, step someone went through, and then the distribution as well. He's kind of he's got a wee bit of everything that fella. Yeah, like when Joe Schmidt comes to picking his midfielders for the Six Nations, um, their options are pretty uh, unbelievable at the moment. You've Bundy Key, Robbie Henshaw. <coughs> I think between the two of them, probably have twelve sewn up. Uh, I couldn't look beyond either of those. Uh, I'm not sure when Henshaw's back. When is Henshaw back, Pat? He should be back. I'd say he'll probably play one of these European games. He should be back for the sixth start of Six Nations. Cool. So one of them. Then you've Ring Rose, Chris Farrell, Will Addison, uh, Sammy Arnold, Stuart McCluskey, Tom Farrell, Rory Scannell, Dan Goggin, Conor Bryan, who we'll talk a lot about later on, Rory O'Loughlin, just a number of players there. I think for me, Ring Rose will probably be number one 30 at 13 at the moment. Maybe Chris Farrell, Addison, and then Tom Farrell will be behind them. But I'd, I'd love to see him get <laughs> acknowledged and brought into the squad if yeah. possible. But Jesus, doesn't look if, like if anybody else was playing that well. Well, back row and centre, I suppose. Yeah. If anybody else in Ireland was playing that well, you'd be talking about them seriously. Mm. Starting for Ireland in Six Nations, but... Mad to see... Yeah that many players uh, but yeah look I think considering that even though Connacht did play quite well 
Munster, I thought, uh, controlled the game. Carberry, yeah, thought he, he was brilliant. Five out of five kicks a goal um, <clears throat> and scored a great try showing his footwork. Uh, it's nice to see that we change up as well. Um, uh, push him out to 15 and then just... Yeah. He's, he's just got a little bit more space and he can... Mm. It's almost like it's a little bit of freedom for him out there. It's just slightly less responsibility. Yeah. And he looked like he enjoyed that as well. Really talented um, player, isn't he? Can, can yeah, it timing of that was perfect, actually, right? Um so yeah, look, they've got a they got their tails up now. After going into the Christmas, they were a little bit looking like it might be a, a tough Christmas for them, having lost to Cast and then lost to Ulster. But big two weeks for them, and uh, now heading into the Gloucester game on Friday in the Champions Cup. Uh, huge game, obviously. I watched Gloucester versus Leicester <coughs> um, today, which was yeah, it was it was a really tough game. Uh, Gloucester were beaten 34-16 in Welford Road. Leicester kind of played like Munster. A lot of uh, speed and defence. Uh, Gloucester under a huge amount of pressure. Gloucester coughed up loads of ball. They were thrown around from, from all over the place, trying offloads that just weren't working. Um, so that would suit Munster if they can bring that that level of uh, of speed to their defence at the weekend. Uh, they do quite, like quite deep as well, so... They were throwing the ball like 20 yards behind the gain line a couple Gloucester of times. Were. Yeah. Oh, really? And getting around Leicester. So, again, like Connacht, we're doing it months and months. You just need to be a little bit aware of that. But uh, attack-wise, Leinster, or Leicester took Gloucester quite wide and, and uh, like around fourth and fifth defender took one-off runners like quite wide. You know what uh -huh. I mean? Going on overs rather than attacking okay, yeah. ABC and Pillar. Went a bit wider and... Um, Stretch their defence a lot, yeah. Which I would love to see Murray having a little bit more of a dart, mm -hmm. carrying a little bit more of the ball, firing wider passes, using Chris Farrell to 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 bang it up through wide channels in the, in the yeah. middle. You know, you think they'll go? Um, will they go Farrell and Goggin? I or they bring back um, Scannell? I think Scannell. To be honest, Goggin's on a natural twelve. Yeah, more of a thirteen. So I uh, did very well at the weekend. Scored two tries, but. I think Scannell and Farrell have a little bit more of a, an understanding at the moment. Yeah. <coughs> be my take. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a huge game. Kicking will be very important again, but, you know, I think they can put Banahan under pressure. You can turn a guy like that with those little drilled kicks you're talking about. Uh, you get a big guy like that and you turn him on his heels um, and also then putting Sharples under pressure with yeah. some high balls. Yeah, but I would still like to see them play, play some ball, use some switches. <laughs> you know, just loads of switches, please. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a great battle on Friday night. Um, 7.45 over in Gloucester. Have you ever played over there? I have played seven for Ireland over there. What? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you, uh, we planted that. Um, You'd have been a good seven, I'd say. That sounds like we planted that conversation. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I've yeah. asked you to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, um, that, that was organic. Uh, um, it was against the Barbarians and I was on the bench and then I think we had a few injuries can't remember what happened and then um, Kidney goes um, you're going to come on at 7 here <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. how did you get on? did you have any scrums? Um, yeah I yeah, yeah scrum I, I once scrummaged in 7 uh because our we I don't know we were down a wing forward and I didn't know where to put my head. Yeah. So I think it might have been Marcus Horn. I put my head up his ass. 
you to put your sh- shoulder on. I was just thinking when he's there, Baz, get your head out of my arse, man. <laughs> Didn't Johnny May do something like that? He did. For England as yeah. well. So embarrassing. <laughs> as many times I've watched this scrum, I've never gone, that's what you do. I've never yeah. looked at it going. If you'd watched O'Mahony earlier on in the season, though, he looked like he was scrummaging like a, a winger or a centre. Did you see he was doing that? He was grabbing oh, yeah. like the tight heads, one yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was illegal, right? Apparently, yeah. But he got yeah. he got away with it. Because <laughs> he's so streetwise. <laughs> <laughs> and were you effective as a seven? Did you? I, I wouldn't describe my performance as effective. I think that would be too complimentary. It's such a good place to play to just go on and roam around. That's around what I thought, but I felt quite under pressure. I felt very self-conscious. I was like, oh, everybody knows I haven't a clue. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because um, Nevin Spence was on the bench at the same time and he got brought on, I think, in the centre on the wing yeah. and I got brought on a seven and he was raging. He was like, I'm way more of a seven than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way more physical than you. <laughs> He would have loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was an that, that was, was a strange your one, one experience in uh, Gloucester. I, yeah, I ended up I scrummed a good few times against South Africa on tour that time as well, and that was a long because um, uh, um, Henshaw got um, taken off. Or no, sorry, he got t- taken off. I'm talking. Who was Henshaw? He did his knee over in South Africa. Why did I end up in the scrum though? <laughs> yeah. CJ, CJ, CJ got, got red card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought I was around, I thought I was talking rubbish. You yeah, were. CJ went off. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but ended up I must have scrummaged like four or five times Go against the spring box. Oh like, my god! How far out of a depth am I there? Uh, and we won. You won. <laughs> that's perfect. That's like something from a movie when yeah. stuff like that starts happening. Like yeah. even with Andrew Trimble yeah. in that scrum. Yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, well, look, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Leinster hammering Ulster in uh, the RDS. Uh, pretty routine victory. Uh, I think going back to where they were before Christmas, Leinster. Yeah. Um, Ulster sent down an obviously severely under strength side to face them. Um, Leinster with Jack McGrath, Sean Cronin, Andrew Porter, Rob Kearney, quite an experienced side as well, and have some bolters in it, young lads. But 47 uh, in the end, and Ulster suddenly slipped from second to fifth. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, only a couple of points off, obviously. Yeah, it's massive, though, isn't it? So, mm. Treviso, Edinburgh. Mm, what about Treviso, yeah. Yeah, I know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's again, as you said, it's only a couple of points in it, but still, it's, um, there'll be a few nervous games now, actually. After. Treviso next, I think. <coughs> yeah, the end of January, yeah. yeah. Mm. Big game. Is that over there? No, it's at home. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Big game, yeah. Those yeah. Like, All of a sudden, those those games become a little bit more nervous than they would have been. But yeah. um, And that one probably could be a little bit nervous because... <coughs> I think Ulster have pro- um, proven that whenever they bring back the big names, the Rory Best, the Hendersons, the Stockdales, obviously Hendy's going to be out for a little while, but um, the John Cooney's and McCluskey's bring back the big names and they tend to get the job done. Uh, that kind of back-to-back double five-pointer against Scarlets was really, really impressive, kind of really back to the way things should be for Ulster. And then um, Munster was a decent performance as well. But then whenever you bring in a few guys, I think it's fine. I think Ulster could cope, no problem. If they bring back one or two young fellas, um, kind of dip them in and out just to 
you know, if you bring in a, a loose head when he's got Rory Best beside him, you bring in a second row when he's yeah. got Henderson beside him, I think they'll be fine, no <coughs> problem, one or two guys. But it's when the, whenever there's a, a team full of youngsters, then it becomes very difficult. Um, you just haven't got that experience, that kind of resilience that um, that you need when you go to the RDS. So, um, yeah, it was tough. A few lessons learned for Ulster, but I think they dug in reasonably well at times for, for, for the, the amount of young fellas, the amount of kind of... Um, guys who are a wee bit wet behind the ears yeah. that experience will probably stand to them yeah I think like f- from any team's perspective going in and playing against Leinster and they put like in the first th- six minutes they'd put 26 phases together three minutes keeping the ball and the variety in their play uh, from like Cronin O'Brien Porter Deegan uh, Frawley it was just there was so much going on and I don't think many teams would be able to live with that uh, finishing off with, with Cronin scoring that first try but it was just back to business for Leinster and how we, we were so used to seeing them play before Christmas and then that kind of continued I don't think they made a mistake until the 26th minute mm. they dropped the ball and up until that it was just kind of flawless um, that's Leinster of old though yeah that's, I always always think that Leinster when they're at their best when they have the ball you will not get the ball back off them Yeah, it just doesn't happen they'll just continue to resource a breakdown look after the ball play sensible rugby and all the time they're just making more and more of a foothold in your defensive line get more and more momentum and then it, it becomes inevitable when Leinster are at their best that's yeah. what they look like I think and it's really um, soul destroying when you're playing against that yeah. so as as we're saying, you know, whenever Leinster are playing like that, t- to dig in a little bit, I thought a lot of Ulster guys, you know, should be reasonably proud of how they how they dug in and performed and yeah, uh, hung agree. in there and showed a bit of resilience. Yeah, I think Conor O'Brien was the standout. I said we we'd mentioned him earlier on. Um, I thought he was a standout <coughs> player for Leinster. His that try he scored, obviously, to make it nineteen seven um, after fifteen minutes and. He's obviously the defence wasn't great for that I think we yeah. all agree to that but he's uh, he's a powerful guy yeah. again adding to how many 13s we have in the country at the moment but um, he's also a great offloader always looking to, to offload good passer good footwork similar enough kind of player to Tom Farrell actually um, but we have a clip of that try here actually the, the one he scored after 15 minutes Frawley now he gets Conor O'Brien and he can be very strong and physical oh that's brilliant and he's still going superb try from Conor O'Brien Leinster's third of the night and that will take some beating an Ulster player couldn't lay a glove on him he's so big and strong and direct and he just moved through the gears and he bypassed three or four challenges yeah, Conor O'Brien there scoring uh, another try for Leinster. Also, I want to give special mention to Sean Cronin. Um, he's eight tries in 11 games this season uh, from when he eight starts and three as a sub. 264 metres made off 54 carries. Uh, yeah, he scored another two great tries. Explosive speed. Just needs seems to know to be you know when to be in the right place at the right time. And Yeah, but he just grew. He's just so powerful. Just, yeah. It looks like... It, it definitely wasn't a foregone conclusion that he was going to get over. Mm. You just thought it looked like he just gets the ball and he's so powerful. He just, um, I don't know, it's it's really, really difficult to understand how how physical or how dynamic he is. But yeah. and he's always been like that as well. I remember um, training with him in the gym at Carton House one time when we were doing sleds and I couldn't keep I couldn't keep up with him. Go ahead. He's a powerhouse, honestly. Yeah. He's a machine. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. And um, yeah, second half didn't offer much, to be honest. Um, a lot of mistakes made in that. Um, but all in all, yeah, great win for, for Leinster. And look, Ulster won't, I suppose, as you said, going down there with a weakened team, won't look into it too much. 
Uh, but right, coming up, we look ahead to the Champions Cup. We'll tackle your Twitter questions and reveal our Guinness Made of More Player of the Weekend. But next, we welcome Mr. Jack McGrath into the studio. Okay, very warm house of rugby. Welcome to Jack McGrath. How are we doing, Jack? Very well, very well. Thanks for joining us on the show, man. And must say, great to see you back uh, on the pitch for Leinster last night. How are you feeling today? A little bit stiff. Um, it's great to be back. Um, five weeks is a long time in rugby. And um, yeah, it's a busy few weeks for us now. So delighted to get 50 minutes under the belt last night. Did you do anything to recover today? I saw Keith Earls was down the Atlantic Ocean washing himself today. Did you, <laughs> did you do anything similar? Um, no, I just I slept in a little bit. I didn't. I, I, I went down and I got in the sea on Tuesday and I swore I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> so um, How long did you last? Two minutes. Two minutes? Yeah, yeah. It was some 90-year-old lady got in and she was in there for about 10 minutes and I was I probably can't show my face around there now anymore. But wow. Yeah. Was yeah. it a swim or just a sit? Sit. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really squat anymore with the hips, so okay. I, I just fall in. <laughs> <laughs> A two-minute sit. Yeah, that's yeah. That would probably go longer than a two-minute swim. Two-minute swim, at least you'd be distracted. That's maybe the the ninety-year-old lady. That's her secret. Yeah, Keeps herself busy. Count them out. Get the goggles on. Yeah. Um, Jack, I've been talking. I've been talking you up flat out, non-stop. I've been saying we've got to get Jack in here. This show will go nowhere until we get Jack in. <laughs> my yes, bi- yes. my big Leinster burly loose head <laughs> <laughs> from Dublin. Um, uh, it's once been said that if there was a, a, a banter 15 of Irish rugby, that you'd be one of the senior players. <laughs> Who's, who made that list? You. I, when I say it's once been said. <laughs> just now. Yeah, just there. <laughs> yeah. Who else so, is on uh, this list? You and I, obviously. Oh, I, see. Yeah. I think we are picking the team. <laughs> okay. And it's going to be largely made around us. Okay. Around the best players. <laughs> so yeah, you're, um, you're, you're a Sexton or a Murray. You're, you're tier one banter. And then you know, the rest of us, can, we can kind of look to you and say, you know, is this, is this good enough banter, Jack? <laughs> and you can lead the way in your banter. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm very excited about the impact you're going to have on the show. <laughs> it's going to be up there with um, the Draco Tana episode. Did you listen to that? Are you a friend of the show? Yes. <laughs> Are you not a fan, though? Um, I, I am. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to a lot of podcasts. But, um, yeah, I will now that um, you guys are my friends now. Yeah, okay. Am I meant to say I am? Uh, um, no, I'd like to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Be yourself. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I don't really listen to a whole lot of rugby stuff. Um, we don't talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then that's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was hoping. Then for. tune in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we actually um, uh, we get a hard time for not talking about rugby enough. Um, Mark Robson gave me a shout. Mark Robson, the commentator. And uh, he said, would you ever consider mentioning rugby at any stage <laughs> in your rugby podcast? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we kind of tend to get carried away with tangents. and um, That's good, though. I think so. Yeah, you're the Irish Joe Rogan. Yes. Wow. That's a challenge. Wow. We should make this a three-hour podcast. Like yeah. We should just see yeah. the three yeah. of us talking about UFC for yeah. three hours. Cancel the next appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Still comfortable. Here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I wish we'd something to eat or something like that while we were here. That would be be sweet. But yeah, like a Chinese. Yeah. A pizza. Yeah. Yeah. 
or um, like casserole. <laughs> Any <or something>. food, <laughs> yeah, anything <laughs> covered in tin foil. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. For our listeners. Oh, wow. Jack brought us a surprise oh, present. Goodness. And look, it's covered in tinfoil. Wow. And it's food. Oh. Oh, wow. It's biltong. Biltong. You didn't know what it was for a second. He goes, oh, no. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Chop steak. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is that biltong? It is, yeah. Those homemade. Look amazing. Homemade. homemade. Yeah. homemade yeah. Send that yeah, that's, that way. Wow. Go on. Hopefully you're liking it. It's a little bit salty. But oh. <laughs> talk us through how you make this. <laughs> you like it? It's amazing. That is genuinely amazing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, concur. just... <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, I, I actually kind of picked uh, the brains of Rickard Strauss last year because he would have known what he was doing. And basically, <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, I bought a lot of stuff on, on Amazon. You can get like a biltong box that you hang the stuff in and it has a little fan and a light and it dries out the meat. And you just put it in, put the meat in with vinegar and a bit of, um, leave it for like six hours and then you put it out and you put it in the dry rope and hang it for like two days and it ends up like that. So it's pretty easy. Um, Where do you hang it? In the like, so there's this biltong box that's like that size and uh, I have it in the shed and just kind of hang it there and go out and check it to make sure it's not. It doesn't go off. Like, off. Why well, like, off? I wouldn't, it doesn't go off after two days. No, well, because there's a lot of, uh, salt and stuff in the dry rope, so it's right. like the salt. Is, it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, I like three or four days. I'd say I keep for the most, but generally it doesn't last too long if I bring it into training. So, mm. so um, it's just for personal consumption or your colleagues? Um, well, because there's so much of it, I wouldn't eat all of that. Like so, um, you're not selling I eat, it. Well, I might, I might go into the business mm. now. Yeah, now that I've sort of <coughs> gone viral and. With this, so yeah, Dave Kilcoyne, Dave Kilcoyne is talking about doing this as well. Is really, he stealing yeah. this from you? I presume I'd say Ooh. so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he said this to me the other day. He's like, I'm making my own biltong. Well, you're up against it, killer. Mm. That's unreal. Here, yeah, it's more. Is it, is it unprofessional of us to be? It's eating, good that you're still eating it, eating biltong on air. Yeah, this, my, this is my dinner, man. Good stuff. <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> Jack, why does everybody call you Jasper Carrot? Where's that? <laughs> um, that came about actually. It's more you, just actually, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Was he the comedian? <laughs> no. Yeah, he was yeah. a comedian. Uh, singer as well, isn't he? Oh, I didn't know he was a singer. I then he was like a he TV used to presenter. He sang during his comedy act. Did he? Yeah. Oh. Well, forgot about him. He was brilliant. Um, he hasn't replied to us on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when was that? Uh, Four years ago. Yeah. When we were drunk in the airport. <laughs> I don't well, he tweeted he, him. I don't think he's live on Twitter. Yeah, no, he's um I don't think he's even got a blue tick. This guy no. hasn't got a blue tick. You told me you'd get me a blue tick. I made inquiries over Christmas. Is that on Twitter? Yeah. Apparently they don't give out blue ticks anymore. Yeah. Um I think That's why Jasper Gave up the ghost, I think. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So why do you call him Jasper? Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he does Golden Balls as well, doesn't he? Yeah, did you ever watch Golden Balls? Golden Balls? Yeah, I didn't know he did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's still, if it's, I don't, I'm not sure if it's still on. But basically, we were, um, we were in the airport and we were kind of getting a bit giddy <laughs> after a few San Miguel or something after <laughs> the championship in France, wasn't it? Uh-huh. That we won, we won that. that yeah. Time. I remember. 
Um, and we were just trying to tweet the most random people ever. And <laughs> <laughs> you, you asked me who could we tweet. <laughs> And Jasper <laughs> popped into she my said head. Jasper Carrot. Yeah, That's isn't that the so most random? Good. I know. <laughs> so good. That was exactly the type of yeah. person I had in mind. <laughs> yeah. Top of the list. That's like. perfect. Yeah. But Jasper, if you're watching, uh, tweet back would be great. Yeah. Oh well. What's your tweet? Or listening? Don't don't know. Fancy a San Miguel. Jasper, yeah. give us a shout. Get in touch, and we'll yeah. give you some free. Or tea. Hmm? Me. Or tea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the reason why they don't do blue ticks anymore, mm -hmm. I heard, is because of um, uh, like terrorist activity on Twitter. <laughs> so they don't want to like um, blue tick like authenticate someone who's who, a terrorist. I don't. This is yeah. This mm -hmm. is the way it was described to me. It didn't really make any sense. This is what they there's, responded to. There's no famous you. terrorists though, is there? Well, yeah. Like that's how they. That's how they get ousted. <laughs> they get fined. <laughs> No, but what are you talking like? What's the? That's the that was the explanation given to me. It was a guy who used to be PR for Ulster. Now he's PR with uh, Northern Ireland football, and he got me. He made a few calls. It sounds, it sounds like he's like. Are you getting an allergic, the an allergic reaction to the bill time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling of, you, you're going on red. Yeah. I um, follow. Um, I follow an Al Qaeda account. Do you not follow them? No. No. But it's a comedy. It's a party account. But they've got a blue tick, and it's something to do with that. They've stopped giving out blue ticks. Okay. So you'll never get your blue tick. Ah, I'm raging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyone that's got them post like prior to this keeps their blue tick. We maintain our blue tick, <clears throat> our okay. blue tick status. Great. Yeah. Okay. I know. But Jasper, I don't think has a blue tick. No, no. He doesn't strike me as a social media type of fella. He's not a sellout, is he? No, no. He's um, house phone type of fella, I'd say. He's what? House phone. Yeah. What was his yeah, show? Yeah. Carrot to carrot. Was it? <coughs> I don't remember. I only know him from the from Golden, Golden Balls. Balls. Yeah. Great yeah. show though, wasn't it? Golden Fairness, Balls. Yeah. No, yeah. Tense. <laughs> um, so what's the story then? How you um, back in one from one, no bother, straight back in next week into Europe? Um, yeah, like it's, it's so competitive in Leinster now, so it's just about any time you get an opportunity trying to put your hand up and play a good game um, like I worked really hard to get back it was five to six weeks so to get that game before potentially getting selected for Europe well, it was great and if anything it's it's a good time to get injured I know there's never a good time but am I, did you get your injury against the All Blacks? I had it I, <coughs> I was I was kind of managing it but um, it kind of, it, it got it was the worst after the game yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. then what do you, you miss obviously you don't want to miss those two European games but Leinster comes through <coughs> fine, no problem. Again, through the end of Bruce, no problem. And then straight back in, hopefully, mm. from your perspective anyway, back into Europe, two European games, and straight back into Six Nations. So if you're going to get an injury, it, you, yeah. it's been perfect for you. Yeah, like obviously it's no ideal time to get a to get an injury. And, and uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. I was carrying it for a while, and, and um, the lads did a great job while I, while I was injured. And... Um, the other guys who are in, in and around the place, like loose head wise, are playing really well. So it's um, <coughs> yeah, it's an exciting place to be, and and being able to come back into a winning team is yeah. is massive. You're, it's maybe the it's maybe the like the Rob Carney or the Sexton kind of model, isn't it? Um, get injured for a few games that are slightly less significant. <laughs> play, or the Drico was the classic, wasn't it? Play more <coughs> European games than. Um, 
than than uh, league games. I, I don't think I'm in that stratosphere now. I'm just one of the. Uh, I so humble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I very hate humble. how fake humble the Flanster guys are. <laughs> <laughs> fake humility dripping off. <laughs> oh, we no. sure we won the double last year, but. Oh, sure, it's, uh, it's going to be really tough this year. <laughs> There's so much competition in the squad. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Walk straight back in. Don't bother to you. No, no, you know me. I'm not like that. No, you're not. You're not. That's why it's fun to slag you that you are. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I would imagine if Rob Carney's one end of the scale, you're the other. You're not that handsome, is what I'm saying. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm the ugly duckling. <laughs> He's nowhere near as burly, anyway. <sighs> mm. Are you looking forward to um, getting back into get back into Six Nations, a couple of home games, getting yourself along to Lemon on a Thursday? You're going to be very sad. I tried to take Barry there the other day. <coughs> yeah. yeah sure. What am I going to be sad about? It's gone. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the building was sold, and I think it's getting knocked down or something. There's another one, but it's not as close. It's the other one's the far side, yeah, yeah. yeah. The original one. So when did that close? Did you have a November was, without lemon? Yeah, there was no, no. There was November with lemon and lemon's a pancake. Yeah, place, lemon, by the way. yeah. Ah, yeah. Is this on Dawson really? Street. Yeah. I was going to take yeah, that. Take we me, always yeah. used to go, or we always go to um, Thursday, Friday before games. Yeah, literally stock up and pancakes. Everybody. Pretty much everybody, yeah. yeah. But because they were closing down, um, your man gave us free pancakes and all the. Bits and pieces for to for Thursday, Friday for free for that New Zealand week. So everyone was crawling out of the woodworks for it. All the all the tight. The New Zealand was the, that was players. the last week. That was yeah, it. Then. That was it. Yeah, they were closing on the Sunday or something after the game. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. I've got. I know it seems really fickle, <laughs> as if going for a pancake on a Thursday Pendy. is not that important. Yeah. Pan, yeah. Nice. <laughs> In the context of especially it being um, the All Blacks week, mm. but there was something Thursdays, Thursday afternoon, you get finished all your hard training at the start of the week, get back in the Carton House Wednesday night, <coughs> train hard Thursday morning, and then you get back out there, and it's the perfect little window in the week before Friday morning you wake up and you're already starting to get nervous and stressed mm. about the game. Yeah, that's the perfect window Thursday afternoon. Great, everybody's yeah. in the form yeah. of their lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great crack, yeah. Yeah. Just getting into the Shelburne and just kind of relaxing for a while. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. It's nowhere else you'd rather be. So like, what's, the, what's the routine going to be for you then? Just walk a bit further to the, the one on South, uh, South William Street. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah keep the dream it's, alive. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're very you know, si we're simple enough, aren't we? we? Are. Do, you know, do you know where we went for that coffee, that uh, Clampton Pico? That morning, no. Um, the really hipster place. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah they yeah. give you. They actually give you the uh, country for your table, like a Japanese flag. Oh, I know maybe. it. Norwegian one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese, so it's on yeah. that. It's on that street. Yeah. So it's not <coughs> they give fun. you a bit few facts about the, the country. I and think stuff so. Like yeah. That. Yeah. That's yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, actually, I've got to introduce. Um, <laughs> Almost like it was scripted. Yeah. <laughs> it was this perfect. Is our, for anyone who can't see, we've got a Japanese flag and an Irish flag, and it's like a swear jar <coughs> that we're going to start uh, contributing to so we can fund our trip to the World Cup next September. Thank you, Jack. So a few of the swears that we're not allowed is we're not allowed it. Anytime we men mention Will Addison's name, yeah, to put in just to you or you, both of us, either of us, we both kind of love him. 
Yeah. Uh, anything else? Um, rugby, if we talk about rugby. Paddles <laughs> <laughs> to. If we talk about rugby, paddles to. Oh, 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 no. Oh, oh, there, no. There goes our hopes and dreams. Yeah. I'll tell you this. The minute you mention rugby, the thing just comes yeah. yeah. Jack, I'd there say you've been, oh, you've been, oh, you've been blown sense. away by the level of professionalism with our production here, have you? Yeah. It's great. As I you, like wa- it. As you I walked like in, it. we were if drawing a Japanese flag. I like it, I like it. When we get to Japan, I think we'll have to uh, meet up for a, a sake bowl. Yeah, and another chat. We'll have to sit down. A ramen. Perfect. Do they have ramen <laughs> yeah. in Japan? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope that's not racist, Jack. <laughs> no, it's not. It's oh, not. It's, fine. it's fine. It's probably fine. If it is, we can edit it out. <sighs> yeah. Bro. So speaking of the World Cup, do you look that far ahead? Do you make personal goals like that to kind of obviously you want to play in it, but do you? I know when we're starting pre-season anyway. Okay. Uh, so that's probably as far as I'd probably look. But it's, um, yeah, it's exciting times, you know. Like it's, after the November we just had, it's it's um, a great place to be and everyone is excited and there's confidence there that we know if we get it right and we have the depth now. Um, even like with... Levy, that time Levy getting injured, um, Josh coming in like for that New Zealand game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Shawnee was already injured. Sh- exactly, yeah, so Shawnee, yeah. Shawnee got injured, Levy came in, got injured, and then Josh came in. So like it's, that's just an example of the deck that we're starting to get. We've three deep in every position, is, and it's exactly what you need to, to even think about going for a World Cup. Is with, with the thought of the World Cup and the ambition that we have now, does that make Six Nations slightly less special or less less of a, I don't know, I suppose, like everything was about the Six Nations in the past and now it just does it dwarf it a little bit? or I don't think so, no, especially because England is our first game. Yeah. And um, it's like we want, to, we want to be doing something special any time we do wear the green jersey, so why not try and go for another Grand Slam? That's That's... Something that I would be trying to go for anyway. Yeah. Uh, if selected, so. Pending selection. Yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> That's class, your classic. If you mention anything to do with any games or. <laughs> as long you always have to say pending selection, but you otherwise. It someone is. Because, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, congrats. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I would always be conscious of, like, that. You know, I'd never yeah. step too far ahead of myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that always comes across. To be fair, your humility <laughs> drenched in it, drenched, <laughs> drenched in fake humility. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, so what's the story then? Um, so Six Nations, like it's still it still, means a lot. Yes. It means a lot. Yeah, yeah. But Look, has everybody got so far ahead of ourselves already? Like we're, we're, Six we're, Nations, meh. Six Nations. Yeah. Will we win? Will we bother winning the Six Nations? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on, we'll win the Six Nations with our our tier two. <laughs> yeah, and we'll keep our tier one fresh to win yeah. the World Cup. Is that? <clears throat> no, that's not. A <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> no, you're putting me in an awkward position here now, Jack. <laughs> No one really listens to this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no serious rugby rugby companies yeah. listen to this. That's true, yeah. That's true. But that's, that's the beauty of it. Was it that said you need to talk more about rugby? Uh, yeah, uh, to be fair, he listens to every podcast going. Oh, does he? Mark Robson. He listened to this and he'll tweet. Guarantee he'll tweet you after this. Okay. Yeah. Expect it. So Joe's not going to 
rest anyone or give any like no. you know he's I don't think that's the way experiment. to do it. he's not going to experiment I don't it? think no. that's like well it's not the way guys want to be sort of looked after either you want to be playing as much as you can to be as fresh as you can and I know for me I would I don't like to be rested I like to play every week and I know a lot of guys are the exact same um, so you want to play as much as you can and, and um, force your hand like at any time you get a chance yeah exactly um, Church Healy what's the story there like he's he's a rascal isn't he He's playing very well, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's he got that you haven't got, Jack? I don't know. Like he's really athletic and all. He's obviously <laughs> a machine. Like, but <laughs> that's it. Like, yeah, yeah. He's he's an absolute athlete. Like he's I he think can. But he, to be fair, didn't he? He dug deep and came back whenever he had that. Was it a, a neck injury or? Yeah, he was very unlucky with a few, a few bad knocks in a row. Yeah, which could have stopped. Well, would have stopped most people. Yeah. But like, in fairness to him, he's fought back, and like, it just shows how much how much of a fighter he is. Yeah. Um It's it's incredible, and like, I think we push each other on as well. And yeah. It's always been the case. Like, I suppose any interview I do, <clears throat> it comes up b between myself and him, and yeah. Like, he's he's playing exceptionally well at the moment, and and deserves. All the plaudits that he plaudits that he's getting and and uh, deserve to be where he is. So um, it it always brings the best out of someone, doesn't it? Definitely having yeah. a like, I mean, again for me it was Tommy. Yeah. So there was always always mates, always good mates. Mm. But I always wanted to. I always wanted to kind of pitch myself against him or see like, just compare myself to him or. For me, it was always kind of just trying to get there, striving to get there. Yeah, yeah, I think and it always brought the best out of me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I like, like you said, we're two different players, so I don't try and emulate what he does because I can't do what he does. I just try and do what I can do really well, and it's worked for me in the past. And and just try and do it better every time. And and like I suppose over the last while. I hadn't done myself any favours with with my leg being the way it was and, and Keane playing very well and, and You were struggling with it for a while. Yeah, yeah, struggling with it for a while and, and it was just one of those things the way it happened with um the se way the season went. I, I didn't want to miss any of it with the trophies and, and, and stuff like that. And um yeah, so it's the the surgery came at the right time and, and I feel like I'm back to my best, and and so how long had that been going on for then? Probably um, started after the Lions. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So I've kind of been carrying it a bit. Um, yeah, and it just kind of got gradually worse. Yeah, yeah. That's gotten, isn't it? Because as far as everybody else thinks, you're 100. percent You're fully fit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, it's just one of those things. It's um, what was it stopping you, gym, or stopping you do extras, or <clears throat> yeah, it was just kind of uh, hindering me, sort of um, definitely around the pitch. Anyway, kind yeah. of speed to feet off off the floor, and and kind of even small stuff like height and scrummaging and and clearing out rocks and carries and stuff like that. Yeah, um, where like you be trying to get up and, and you're just that little bit slower and it makes you look like you're yeah. bollocks tired yeah, yeah. rather than I'm just trying to get up on my other leg like do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. <clears throat> so um, 
yeah, it was just it's just one of those things. Um, everyone goes through it, like, and and you just have to kind of grin and bear it. And and um, it just got to a point where we just said, yeah, it's about time to to get it fixed, you know. So the um, so obviously then that was it five five six weeks five weeks yeah and you were just flat out you were just like giving yourself a hard time the whole time just to get back or did you get, did you let yourself have a few days off over Christmas um, no so like I worked hard all, coming up to Christmas and after Christmas like obviously Christmas Day and the twenty sixth <coughs> we were training I was due to be back on the pitch on the twenty seventh so um, like obviously had a, a nice Christmas Day. Um, like enjoyed the twenty sixth, but wasn't wasn't out drinking or anything like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and my 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 date to be back on the pitch properly was to do the twenty seventh uh, team session before the monster game. Yeah. So it's so that was my aim, and then the, this game was my aim to be back. So yeah, I, I like with with all the rehab, like I can't thank all the physios and stuff enough. They've been brilliant and. Like a, a guy, funnily enough, a guy I went to school with, Brendan O'Connell is a physio, and he came over with me. Um, well, my wife came over with me to get the surgery, but Brendan came over to bring me back, and then we went over again for a, a, a chat again with the surgeon, and then my physio, like all Garrett, Garrett Farrell and, and Carl Denver. Carl Denver was taking my um, <clears throat> rehab, and like there's literally no better place in the world to be than Leinster if you're, if you're rehabbing. And um, they just, they're so meticulous, like down to every day and even S&C with Charlie Higgins and um, Killing Reardon. Um, it's, it's, it's brilliant. So um, yeah, it's five weeks. I just said, this is five weeks to try and get into the, the best shape I can and, yeah. and hit the ground running. Because <clears throat> with the window that I have to, to get back for the Ulster game and, and for the two European games, like you need to be, you can't be behind the eight ball, and and like you need to be sharp in training to to be getting picked. So I I wanted to be fit and and ready to go when when that when the time came. Yeah, and you're 100. percent You're feeling sweet straight away. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. How yeah. the lungs first came out? Um, we were just talking about it before the game or before this. Um, it was like what was it 10 minutes or the first 10 minutes was ridiculously fast yeah. and I remember first it, tried, it was like yeah, 20, yeah. 27 phases <laughs> 3 minutes of rugby yeah, yeah so ridiculous so I ran back I was like to the to Charlie I was like Jesus I need my second win <laughs> here and then I, I actually felt alright yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I barely got that out um, but yeah it was uh it was good. I felt really. I actually felt really, really good. Um, and like the way it goes now, we're kind of all hauled off at fifty minutes. But I felt like I could have played ten or fifteen more. Brilliant. So, yeah. Where probably before I would have would, would have struggled with that. Hmm. So now, yeah, it's just it's it's. I feel much better anyway. Happy days, and you're all set then for fingers crossed. Hopefully, um, we've got more game time this weekend against Toulouse. Yeah, yeah. Please God, yeah. And we're hoping again as as neutrals. We're hoping for a similar game to last time. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> oh, I thought you had another present. <laughs> I was going to bring... Um, Jeez, if the, long, if the lungs were burning last weekend, if it's a similar game to what it was in, uh, in oh, Toulouse, geez, yeah, yeah. 100 miles an hour. Yeah, and sure, that pitch over there is... Like, I've never played on anything like it. 
it's so stodgy. Oh well. really? Yeah, yeah. We dirty, yeah. Yeah, we dirty. were we were we were scrummaging on it and like <laughs> it was like gravel underneath Go the, away. the first level, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So um we can I think we can like they're dangerous in, in counter attack and everything like that, but I think if we can if we can keep the game quick, like oh, we know how good they are, but if we can keep the game quick we can yeah. get put their their forwards under pressure definitely. I have to ask you about your Christmas. Did you uh of course you're married to Sinead who is the daughter of RT's famous commentator Michael Corcoran. Is that just a dream for Michael Corcoran, having a son in law <laughs> like you? No. No, is it not? Not for Munster. <laughs> <laughs> Surely he must have um, based you in his father of the father of the bride speech. No, they it actually only came out that we were um like the the connection between himself and myself was after we got married when he put something up. Yeah. I don't think like I don't think a lot of people in the public would have known and so like you're not gonna be telling people, you know. So yeah. Because um, you're ashamed. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just. I'm, I'm quite a private person, so it's not something that like I want everyone knowing about. You know, yeah, yeah. Just for per, like it's. But anyway, but I think it was two FM um, took the piss out of his um, speech. Okay. Yeah, and they were <coughs> saying like. Um, why couldn't you? Why couldn't you have married a monster man? You could have Connor. You could have Peter. Why? Uh, so it was, it was absolutely hilarious. In fairness, and you can just hear like somebody in the background be like, "Dad, stop! Stop!" <laughs> it was actually unreal. In fairness to them, so um, but they're always taking the piss out of him. I think uh, more so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, my father-in-law doesn't know the first thing about rugby. Doesn't follow rugby at all. That's good, and I love it. Yeah, so I can imagine. Like, has he ever slag? Have you ever slagged you on the radio if you do something wrong? Or <laughs> I, like, I, I wouldn't have heard it. That's my son-in-law. <laughs> yeah, give him a break. <laughs> um, he's carrying an injury. He's been carrying an injury for a couple of years. <laughs> um, not that I've heard of, anyway. You know, no, no, he wouldn't. He's he's a good man. He wouldn't. Uh, yeah, bloated stickers and water. Well, you're not actually. I know that. Just <laughs> 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 you to pick that up. <laughs> you bollocks. <laughs> uh, Jack, you're an absolute legend. Uh, it's been great to have you on the show, and uh, maybe we'll get you on another time. But um, it's been Japan. Has uh, has this has he has it like has uh, it been ever than I thought it way beyond? It yeah. hasn't. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, it's been good, Jack. No, it's been up he, there. He it's brought out the best in you, to be honest. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's been doing that for years. Really? Yeah. That's I got I, you yeah. probably three more years on your rugby career. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about this. Okay. Yeah, I know. What, when we room together? Or yeah. Is that Where just was him? that? What do you mean, when? That was a few times. No, no. We didn't. In fact, I remember. Tour. We, didn't, <clears throat> we didn't room on tour, did we? No, we didn't. No, it was Shelburne. Uh, I really Carton House a few times as yeah, well. Yeah, that was great. I remember being <laughs> um, um, kind of like requesting to room with you <laughs> at one stage. And then you were like, oh, Jimmy, I've kind of got this thing with Pete. See the moment yeah. his heart breaks. I felt so shot down. <laughs> oh, Pete. <laughs> Start spreading rumours. Yeah. <laughs> Split yeah. them up. 
Anyway, good man. Thanks a lot for coming yeah, on. Thank you very yeah, much for cheers, having me. Cheers. Legends. Thanks, guys. Cheers. You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Okay, right. You're welcome back to the House of Rugby Rugby Roundup. Uh, we've already touched a Munster's away trip to Gloucester, so we look ahead to Leinster taking on Toulouse on Saturday at 1 p.m. and then Ulster's make or break game against Racing 92. Uh, Leinster versus Toulouse. Uh, that game at the Stad Ernest Wallen back in October was probably the best European match of the season. Uh, both sides really going for it. So I think we'll. Might be expecting more of the same this weekend. Yeah, I would have thought so. Um, it looks, I mean, it's only only that last game, but as you say, it looks like Leinster are just starting to get back to just clicking with each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you would imagine they'll get through it okay. As Jack says, if if it's loose and you give their back three a little bit of space, kick it loosely is, to yeah. them, yeah. then they could be very dangerous. But I think if Leinster kind of manage the game and just, just outsmart them a little bit, I think, yeah, I watched Toulouse today and they were against the Gen and they were very much, you see what you, what, as you see, you know. <laughs> come see, come see. <laughs> they rely on those moments of genius from Midair and Entomac and uh, Huger and Colby to just, yeah, do something out of nothing to score tries. Yeah, no doubt there will be a couple of moments. Yeah. But I still think Leinster will be okay. Yeah, you'd wonder like that Leinster, like they... They don't often play against a team of that experience. Yeah, that's the only thing. A lot of the, you know, is that a fair point? Like, or for any pro fourteen teams, sometimes you know they're. I think that the the top fourteen teams are playing against. Uh, they put their best teams out every weekend. So there's yeah. such high level of experience there that they know kind of know how to win games, as we saw in the previous fixture in in Toulouse. That yeah. Um, they do have that Jouet style of rugby, but... But that Jouet style, more often than not, it doesn't work yeah. against an Irish side, against yeah. a Leinster. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't really work unless you're as talented and as relentless and, I suppose, get a few moments of, of brilliance or a few moments of luck. Like get yeah, the I think they the did have a few yeah, moments I think so. of luck, didn't they? But I think every, the stars aligned for that performance. Mm. And I, they're obviously very, very capable of it, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just the Leinster juggernaut will... <laughs> Intimac not liking to tackle like his dad, I think. <laughs> his one Zing. huge gaping hole. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, maybe target him if anyone from Leinster is, is watching. You heard it here first. Uh, but it is going to be a cracking game. I can't wait for it. All the games this weekend are going to be brilliant, especially the Irish teams that are involved. Racing versus Toulon. Um, I watched Racing. They, they had a f- yeah, Teddy Thomas. Yeah. Looked like he picked up a little hamstring strain, so it doesn't look like he. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. He was he got in for that. Um, again, I love yeah. a switch. Yes, it was. See? Yeah. See? Of, uh, Finn Russell. Yeah, he w- that was some try. Like, nice, wasn't he's it? He's absolutely class. And he just had a couple of brilliant moments in the game that you're going like. This guy is unstoppable. But yeah, I think huh. he looked like he went to <laughs> He's pretty, pretty stoppable now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, was, he looked, don't be laughing. Jeez. He yeah, looked like no. he was crying. He was actually looking like he might have been oh, crying. Oh no, stop. Bit, so don't make me yeah, feel bad. Feel bad no, didn't it, yeah, sorry, Teddy. Um, <laughs> but obviously they... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ted. Sorry, Ted. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> this is heartless stuff. Eat your bill, Tom. Uh, look, they've plenty of more ammo in their uh, in their kit with 
Fakatawa, Zebes and Russell have a great kind of understanding at the moment. Nagoara scored the try again yesterday. So a lot of us are up against a lot. Um but you know, in the game that they played over in Paris they they showed some really promising moments. Um I think the whole spectacle maybe got to them that night with the the big screen and the T V and the music and the cheerleaders and all that. Just the game became a little bit of a farce. But I think it'll be a different uh, story up in Ravenspan. Um <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think I'd love to think there could be an upset. No, I, I, I don't. I, I definitely think Ulster can can beat them mm. in, in Belfast. Um, very, very capable of getting a win. Definitely. Um, I think if if we'd have been talking about it, we probably were. Um, after the Scarlets back to back, Ulster. It was just it was the new Ulster, and I think just because they've um, had to rotate a couple of guys for the last game and things didn't go according to plan in Galway. I'm very confident that they'll get the big guys back in and I'm not saying they'll get the job I'm not very con- like confident that they're going to get the job done but they're certainly going to give it a go I think they'll get very close I think they're more than capable of, of beating um, uh, beating Rassen in Belfast Yeah. I still think it's very very <coughs> difficult for them to qualify as as top um, we're going to get into all the permutations of all the all the points but um, very very difficult but I definitely think they can beat them in <coughs> Belfast yeah going no. to Welford Road in a few weeks will be, will be a tough one for them as well Leicester were quite good yesterday but yeah Le- yeah, Leicester have turned the corner a little bit yeah. haven't they yeah um, shame it is it is perspective. <laughs> yeah it is like of all times for yeah. that and Ford was brilliant for them yesterday really controlled the game so um, but yeah, I think like Finn Russell and and Zeeps, they've they've got that little inside option which costs or caught Ulster a lot mm-hmm. in the last game. Just Ulster having a nice tip on on his outside with a back door, but then he's always got really nice support runners on the inside. And then when he has a little break himself, his his offloading has been spectacular. So I think we'll see running rugby from both sides. So uh, you know it'll be good for for us uh, kind of. Onlookers, not maybe not yourself. Are you working for that one? Yeah. I am. Yeah. You'd be nervous. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Do a bit of homework. Yeah. Be grand. Be grand. Um, but uh, moving on to our Guinness Made of More Player of the Weekend. Here are your nominees: Monsters, Peter O'Mahony and Joy Carberry, both huge games. Uh, Leinster's Conor O'Brien, of course, and Connacht's Tom Farrell. Uh, thanks for all your votes and comments. The winner is Joey Carberry. Is this his first set of O'Connell's teeth? Yes. Oh. This might be the first Munster set of the teeth anyway. Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm sure O'Mahony's got them now. Oh, since we decided, since we decided they were actually getting teeth. teeth yeah. Rather than just getting a well done. Yeah. Effectively, they're still just getting a well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> teeth I like your one last week where you just popped the teeth out. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what I did? That was... I, I was being really... I was going... Because I was like throwing like that... For some reason, I just went autopilot. You know that you do like the grenade celebration. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I was doing. I thought you were taking the teeth out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that's uh, I got away with it for that yeah. reason. We should get a video of the person catching the teeth. Yeah, hey, yeah. giving yeah. the thumbs up. Woo! <laughs> putting them in their mouth. Just catching them in their mouth. <laughs> in their mouth, <laughs> way better. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Joey, they're on the way. Congratulations to you <laughs> on that uh, huge award. Obviously, that's a major one for you. Uh, we also put out our hashtag ask HOR um, for any of your Twitter questions some of the ones that came back were Owen Hayes who had loads of questions we'll get to one who are the top five Irish out halves based on current form 
Good question. John, I hear my five. Okay. Sexton, obviously. Mm-hmm. Carberry. Carty. Yeah. Byrne. And Frawley. In that order? Yeah. Fine. I'm happy with that. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I think just after Frawley had a good game the weekend, I think he deserves uh-huh. to get in there fifth. Because we're That's talking. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. Cool on. Thanks for that. Cheers, Ron. Uh, Matthew Skillen, uh, great question. What breed of dog would best suit each province and why? That's more like it, Matthew. Excitement. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> um, Leinster have to be a have to be a house dog. Okay. They have to be. Like yeah, you couldn't. You just a picture an apartment, don't you? And yeah. Yeah. It's a penthouse apartment now. Yeah. Because the Leinster D four owner. Yeah. Um, will be living it up with his. It'll be a poodle or a miniature Schneiser or. The most expensive yeah. dog yeah. you could find. Chai Chai. Yeah. Yeah. Something posh. Yeah. Um, you could put in your handbag, maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, all the other three provinces, they're all rescue dogs from when Leicester. <laughs> 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 from when Leicester decide <laughs> their dog isn't cute enough. <laughs> they send them out to the other provinces. Ulster, Connor, and, and once you go, gee, he's easily cute enough for us. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking kind of more of a moss, but yeah, yeah, way better. <laughs> yeah, monster have a lo- theirs is a loyal rescue dog. Yeah, definitely, because we're so loyal. Uh, that's very good. Thank uh, you, Sean. I was out for I was out for coffee with my wife uh, in the summer, and uh, we're sitting in this coffee shop, and there was a dog tied up, tied up outside, and it was uh, a red setter. Do you know a red setter? Yeah. Bus um, Aaron dog, huh? The Bus Aaron dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Anna turned to me and she goes, uh, "If you were a dog, <laughs> <laughs> that would be you." <laughs> and I looked around, saw this red setter, and they're they're like stupid looking and dumb and clumsy yeah, and uncoordinated. They're often too big for them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was like that guy. So I kind of took it with a pinch of salt. Thought this is just a slag. And then friends of ours arrived, and Anna goes, here. <laughs> <laughs> Found he was a dog, and they were like, yeah, yeah. we were just thinking that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I don't know what I'd be if I was a dog. So Something more complimentary than her red setter. Yeah, the red setters are lovely, man. They're, they're bit, thick. They're, they're stupid, sh- though, they're aren't stupid they? They're stupid dogs, yeah. 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 <laughs> Not that you're stupid, but they're... No, but they are. They're, they're, and I'm yeah, like them, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, uh, finally, Sean McGowan asks, is it time for a fifth Irish province so we can give young talents at a real taste of professional game? Should Ireland A be revived? Uh, two questions there. Um, fifth Irish province. Um, On the Iron Islands. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, we have to go to the Iron Islands for Christmas. God. Galway wasn't hard enough in the piss and rain. We have to go to the Iron Islands. Can you fly direct? 
have to get the balls out. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, oh, send the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, if, if Munster, Ulster and Connacht are rescue dogs, what are... Oh, jeez. They are an island. They're mangy, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit dogs. They're dogs. They arrive at the Iron Islands with... Um, uh, <laughs> the cone on. Yeah. They've got lampshades. Lampshade on their neck. And they get... By the locals in the Iron Islands, they get nursed back to health. And they're just good enough to play. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But they're like limping around the pitch with like three legs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they mostly get put down. They go to the Iron yeah, Islands. Yeah, Any yeah. rugby player that goes to the Iron Islands, yeah. they're yeah. going to, to live on a person's farm. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. crosses all over, like yeah. just planted, like dead dogs being buried left, right, and centre in the Iron Islands. <laughs> <laughs> Dead three-legged dogs. Oh, we should have sent you to the Iron Islands, man. Oh, that's great. Uh, seriously, Sean, I don't know. I don't know if they... If maybe the A's, the A's could be brought up again. Uh, Pat asked us earlier, were, were there any good memories from the Ireland A's? I would say no. Uh. There was once an Ireland A match that was cancelled in the RDS because of the snow, and that's the best memory, <laughs> memory I have of the Ireland A's. Yeah. It was cancelled. Uh, it was weird time to be alive playing Ireland A uh, it was it was very tough to get up up for yeah it was miserable yeah no one seemed to want to be there which is a bit snobby of us I suppose it's it still is. the opportunity to put on a green jersey so mm. maybe it was our attitudes weren't great but you never thought you never saw it that way you never saw it as a chance to play for Ireland you saw it as as, as a chance of as, as not being allowed to play for Ireland I suppose mm. and just not quite making the cut or yeah. not getting the nod could be could be better now. I don't know. I don't know if the, you'd get the other internationals to. They've got such a heavy schedule. I don't know if you'd get um, any of the other international teams to put together an A team. So I don't think they need any more rugby. Work. Yeah, they're, they're already resting, rotating guys for big games as it is. Yeah, look, these guys are getting a lot of rugby at the moment as well. Um, you know, they're they're the the Leinster players that are coming through. They're they're seeing a lot. Like Ulster, obviously, are. They can't put out that strongest team every week, so they they're going to have to blood these young lads as often as possible to, to yeah. bring them through. So and you know a lot of people were asking questions at the start of the year as to whether uh, games would become less interesting because teams aren't putting forward the best teams. But I'm really enjoying seeing. Yeah, a lot they've, of these they've young actually lads. made it, haven't they? They've yeah. made the enterprise have been way better yeah. than they have been in the last few years because that the standard of that second tier or the second choice Leinster side or Munster or Ulster or whatever. Yeah are all performing well enough to still make it a spectacle. Yeah. So thank you very, very much for all those questions, lads. Yeah. And uh, thanks to everybody else for your comments, for listening and for watching us on YouTube. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, please do remember to subscribe and leave a rating or a comment. Uh, big thank you to everyone that made the show possible today. Thanks again to Jack McGrath for coming in. Uh, this has been Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe together with Guinness. Party on. You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.